Episode 138, Pub Sports Talk. And I can guarantee you right now, this episode is less scripted than what the NFL is right now. I'm heated. I'm pissed. Collusion up and down the league. We'll get to it. But that's where I'm starting at. Listen, I love it. That's all I'm saying for right now. I'm going to have my soapbox. Uh, but with me, Dr. Tim Farner in the middle, rocking that sweet tank top pub sports talk edition, baby. Ah. Right. Glad to be back. Taste. Love it. Uh, you find any rocks this week, man? Nothing good. I think I sent you a picture. I was, you know, I got a couple of good quartz, but they're just like milky quartz. There's nothing really crazy about them. No emeralds, Damn. no yeah. sapphires. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming. And uh, Preacher Man Fitzsimmons getting ready for the great bishops to come over to your school. Bishops are coming. Everyone freak out. Sounds like a war cry. The bishops are coming. The beacons are lit. We're having a, yeah, the beacons are lit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, So this fun fact I got for you guys. Um, I I think you'll enjoy this. I, I think, I think Tim, you'll really enjoy this. Let's, let's start here though. Uh, do you guys recognize this guy right here? Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Mm, he's wearing a Yankees jersey. But it's not quite Mickey. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> no, no one comes to mind? No idea. Okay. okay. What about this guy? Uh... I got nothing. Nothing? What team is that? National? It's, uh, it's, he's a pro bowler. We're in a okay. pro bowler jersey. Okay. Okay. Uh, the guy in the Yankees jersey is is on an all-star team mm. playing the all-star game. That's a picture of him playing all-star. That's Brett Berman. Both of them. Who the fuck is Brett Berman? I'll tell you who. He's a Detroit businessman who Detroit's hosting the all-star game back in the 70s and decides, hey, I bet I can get on the court. And I bet I can get in there for the warm-ups. So he goes down, gets to the player's locker room, changes to a Kansas City Royals jersey. That's how far back we're going. Um, gets in the layup line and starts doing layups with the all-star team <laughs> down there. Quickly escort off the court. But we don't do them like we do now. Brett is actually like a celebrity at that point, And he decides he's got a hookup for all the media credential badges. And so he gets media credentials for all-star events, goes in there, changes out his reporting clothes, and puts on game uniforms, like the Yankee uniform for the all-star game, like the National League all, uh, Pro Bowl uniform for the uh, Pro Bowl he's playing in. He did this throughout. Uh, he even got a David Letterman um, interview during the height of all this. The dude was like he, – he, he was an ump for the World Series. I forgot to mention that. He was a <sighs> Dallas – Cowboy cheerleader with like the blonde wig, the, oh the outfit, gosh. everything. What? This guy might be the biggest fraud, or in my eyes, I think he's a genius to be able to do this and like rub elbows with all stars. And like, yeah, it's short lived, but I, I think this guy's a genius, absolute genius. What do you guys think? This is awesome. Like, it's all, you know, it's all good fun, which is like. I can see how like um like nowadays if someone like was trying to replicate this it would be shut down immediately. 
Right. But it's interesting back then how they kind of like fed into it and he got interviews and he like he got a spotlight. I imagine if, if someone tried this now, a player would just deck him in the face. Just be like, get like, dog, get off. Get off. Yeah. yeah. What are you doing here? Like, leave. You're not welcome here. This is awesome. I love this. This guy's total genius. When I heard the story, I said, Tim is going to like, damn, I was born too, too late in life because this Man. is my calling. I'm going back. I need a time machine. Yeah. Fitz, what do you think? Yeah, it's just the it's the Wild West for like media and security. I, I just feel like there were no there weren't really rules. I'm picturing the Hank Aaron home run where people ran on the field like shaking his hand. It's just like oh, a weird yeah. just like a weird time. Um Yeah. Like what else did he do? There needs to be like a movie on this guy. For real. Or like a Netflix special. I would watch Netflix, it, like, a Netflix series. series. Yeah. I would watch that. Who would who would be the actor to play him? The first man, Will Ferrell, came to mind. I I, I don't think <laughs> it would do it justice. I think it's gonna be a little more suave than Will Ferrell, but that was the first one that came to mind. I think it's gotta be serious. Maybe James Franco. Oh, I can see, see him pulling it off. Why not just Tim do it? He's pretty much a Franco brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> my uh, my guys will call your guys, whoever yeah. you are. Netflix. Yeah, be on Netflix. <laughs> Uh, all right, so this leads to the question. If you could sneak on to any sporting event and be on the sideline and like even do warm-ups, what event are you hopping in on? I know, it's tricky. The wheels are turning. I mean, Super Bowl would be pretty cool. dude. Like just yeah, dress yeah. up like uh, – I wouldn't want any responsibility. I'd, I'd want to blend in. So maybe just like get one of those like – be one of the person that just like carries the water bottles around. Get you like, like one of the best. With like a towel. Yeah. And yeah. just like stand there. I just like enjoy it. the game. I, I would. So like I'm, I guess I'm playing the role of like not wanting to get caught. Right. I would mm. do like training camp for a football team where I'm playing some scrub <laughs> guy who's undrafted. But like I'm talking to the players, I'm like getting to know them. I have this whole persona made up. Like, I feel like if I was in a football game trying that, they'd be like, "Get the hell out of here!" But training camp, yeah. I'm a new My face. Buddy, people don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm Ricky Two Fingers from FAU, baby. That's right. Yeah. Third string safety. Here I am. Can I get y'all to grab buddy, Paul Williams? My buddy at Warrior had an idea. It's called Operation Red Seven. You get a red penny. And and put a like a seven on it or something, and like how long could you last? Like with the quarterbacks at training camp, like oh yeah, where you? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm a camp arm. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) you know, like you just gotta have like the backstory ready. But yeah, that's essentially like I like it. Like how many reps could you get to where you're doing reps? It's like wait a minute, who the hell is this? Got to warm up. (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Shoulders not warm yet. Where are you from? Central Michigan. Oh, yeah. I think I heard of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pro Bowl, baby. Senior Bowl. I was there. Uh, I think mine would be – and, like, there's no way this happens to today's world. I think you guys – I think the world was so naive back then. And, like, today we were, like, hyper aware of anything. Um, but I would love to sneak on for the opening kickoff for the Super Bowl. And just all those camera flashes. Mm-hmm. It's like – I would get the other like, who the fuck is that white guy getting dusted by all 22 guys on the field? But I would love it. All right. Let's dive into a normal question or let's dive into a normal episode now. All NFL stuff, unless you guys have something. And it was just kind of a 
a slow week in the sports office, I'd say. Um, we're going to start with the breaking news today. Go to the Pro Bowl, talk about some potential trades, and then we'll recap the conference championship games. We're not going to make a Super Bowl picks yet, um, but those will we'll make those next weekend, okay? Uh, breaking news today, two head coaching hires. Mr. Sean Taylor. Uh, Sean Taylor. <laughs> John Payton. Back at the helm. Uh, he's going to be coaching for Denver. Um, you know, Denver gives up a second and third round pick to acquire Sean Payton. Uh, but Sean Payton's back in the league, which I mean, I like, I, I like this hire. What I just think Denver needs a lot of stuff going on, but what do you guys think? I'm curious what staff he brings with him to mm-hmm. Denver. Um, and their defense is already solid. So, you know, clearly they're in search of what's going to boost this offense up. I'm not, I'm not giving up on Russell Wilson. I I'm worried Russell Wilson might be my new Danny Dimes, like that I've that I've kind of hopped on that train. Right. But I think I mean this will be a true test. I think I think Sean Payton with with Wilson will be will be a match. And again, it just depends. You know, for the longest time you had Joe Lombardi in New Orleans, and you know he's kind of moved on to better things. So I'm just curious who, again, who is his staff? Who's he going to bring in to kind of help boost that team up? I like it. Yeah, I'm I'm right with you, Fitz. I don't know. Um, you know, you have the chef, right? And then you, I don't know if the chef's John Payton or if the chef is Russell Wilson. But either way, I hope that there's some sort of. I mean, the media hypes it. We hype it about Russell Wilson kind of isolate himself from the team in some instances. I want him to just be like, look. Like you're either in it with the team or like you're going to find out real hard what the bench feels like. I, I feel, I hope he does that now. I don't think that'll be the case. I think it's a great hire. So I kind of looked at this at the lens of like when Tepper took over the Panthers. Okay. What did Tepper mm-hmm. do? Okay. Cause at that time he was the hot shot, richest owner, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. You know, he kind of started cleaning house and he was trying, I I feel like he was trying to take too many risks, like hiring Matt Rule for a huge contract, uh, taking a risk of, you know, trading for Sam Darnold, seeing that experiment. Well, first it was Teddy Two Gloves, right? And then Sam Darnold. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like the, I can't remember the name of the people who just bought Denver Broncos, the Walmart family, whatever the hell they are. Right, yeah. I feel like they're they're doing the reciprocal of of what was I guess what Tepper did. They're took they're taking a veteran quarterback and uh, unfortunately they took a gamble on the head coach, but now they're not taking any gambles. They're saying, "All right, you know, Sean Payton tried and true, we know he works. We know at one point Russell Wilson works." this is the best shot versus I feel like Tepper's all over the place. The guy doesn't know what he wants the team to look like. So we'll see. I, I like yeah. it. I, I think you're right. That's a good comparison. Um, I mean, Sean Pay, obviously he knows how to win, right? He won with Drew Brees and, and won a Super Bowl and had really su- huge success in New Orleans. I just uh, – it's him and Russ washed. Like Peyton's been out of the game for a long time. And, and Wilson just did not look 
a fifth the way we thought he would look. I just I worry that they're like, all right, we're going to depend on these old heads to get us through. And like the Walton Pennant group, that the, the owners of Denver, they're going to be like, mm, this was a mistake. But then again, they hired the new guy and they only gave him one season. So maybe, I don't know. I'm worried it's going to be like the Panthers though, where they're like, all right, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in, you're out, you're in. And it's going to be this ebb and flows of Denver for a while. I'm going to call it the, if it, if that happens, I'm going to call it the Peyton Manning curse. They, they sold their soul for the devil for that one Super Bowl. Wow. That's it. I'm dubbing it here. <laughs> Heard it here first on the pub. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts about Coach Peyton? I just Peyton. looked up, um, a lot of talks about Vic Fangio for defensive coordinator job. That makes sense for Denver. Wasn't he fired at Denver? That's what you know. He was in Denver for a while. Yeah, he was. Would they bring yeah. Hackett back to be OC? That'd be yeah. Really just funny. bring bring all the fired people <laughs> back. McDaniel's comes in as special teams coordinator. Oh just bring all, this, all the fired Denver coaches. Oh man! All right, the other head coaching news: Four Niners lose their DC, but Texans get a new head coach. Uh, former Texans DC. Demeco Ryan's is back in Houston. He's the head coach. Um, Denver loses, you know, their DC, which has been a stud for him. But I feel like that that whole defense organization. I think you throw in any coach with a pretty good brain and knowledge for this thing, that defense is going to fly. And it's going to produce for you. Um, not taking anything away from Ryan's, but when you have that type of talent, I think it just helps. And then you you just lead them, put them in the right direction, and you just tell them to go. And they and they and they do that. Um, I'm excited for the Texans. I hate it for Lovey Smith. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Just I feel like he got the short in the stick at Houston. But um, I, I hope Texans find their people. It's kind of like the Panthers we talked about. I feel like there's it's just a shitty organization right now, and they need some leadership. They need some consistency in there. What's your all thoughts? The good thing is that division's wide open, and we wide saw. Open. I mean, the Jags have come from the bottom to make a playoff spot and win that division. Uh, Titans don't look as strong as they've been. Colts are dead. <laughs> like, they're not doing anything. Um, so Texans, I mean, they need a lot. But as if they kind of follow the recipe of the Jags, like get your head coach. Now they, you know, they need their quarterback as well. And then just kind of, you know, get some pieces. And obviously a defensive mind coach, you're going to try to get some defensive pieces around there. So would be really interesting to see who the Texans can grab again. I don't, I don't know any Texans fans, but I might, there's, there's a glimmer of hope in this that I, I do think this is a good hire. And again, it's not going to take much to win your division. Like yeah. it's pretty wide open. Dude, I, you, I, you just blew my mind. I can't name a single Texans fan that I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any, I don't know. a single. Don't. Like, I feel like I know all 31 teams. Never uh, met a Texans fan. Though. I remember I had a David Carr jersey because my my aunt from Texas sent me one like the first year they were a team. And I was in middle school and I just had like a David Carr jersey. And everyone's just, yeah, if you're just like, you're a Texas fan? I'm like, nah, it's just kind of cool. <laughs> you know? My aunt gave it to me. That was, I used to have a Warren Sapp jersey with the Bucks. And then like, I'm as much of a Texans fan as Texans fans. <laughs> Damn. Actually, there's probably more Texans fans. There were more Texans fans in South Carolina than there were in Texas, I felt, at one point, when they had Deshaun and Dondre Hopkins and oh, Jadavion yeah. Clowney. It was like Clemson 2.0. Yeah, it was just South yeah. Carolina 2.0. Mm. Tim, thoughts? Unfortunately, I think uh, 
this guy's going to be out in about a year and a half. I, it, it is just the Texans. <laughs> I hope uh, if I was a betting man, who thinks here that he's going to be able to finish his six-year deal? Any takers? Anyone? I think so. Take the under. Smash they the under. They just need defensive pieces. They got the running back. They got Damian Holy. Pierce. They have one of the 22 positions. Yeah, yeah they... but I mean, it just <laughs> – I mean, I'm, look, we were talking shit about the Jags for like the past few years. Like, oh, the Jags suck. Oh. And it's, I think it's looking up for them. That's all I'm saying. Oof. Now, I, I will say this draft is – they're sitting pretty. They have the second overall pick. They have the 12th pick in the first round. Then they have a second, two-thirds, a fourth, fifth, and four six-round picks. Jeez. Damn. I mean, yeah, this is – They could load up on some time. talent. Yeah. Well, it, I, I hope they do something, but, I mean – They should change their uniforms, too. Why not? It's just, it's just that time. Like, just rebrand everything. They just need it's to rebrand. Been, I think it's 20 years now. I think it's been 20 years, maybe 21. Yeah, just just redo it. Uh, they need to like they need to be the organization that goes to Germany or London or just send them cuz who likes the Houston Texans? Nobody. Just <laughs> you know, send wild, them. Man. Here's the London Texans. Now they no, have to change No, name. yeah. No, you know, you keep the name. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I I do think they need a new branding. I I don't know. It's wild to think Dallas and Houston have a team. I I don't know. Weird. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about this Pro Bowl. And this is a Pro Bowl that's different. We talked about it before. Um, there's no Pro Bowl game. They have a lot of the mini games going on, like dodgeball and and the the catch, ultimate catch, and the quarterback competition stuff. Um, and the game is being played in flag football standards, which is cool. I th- I think it's different. Maybe you get more star power out there. Um, because they're less likely to be hurt and that type of stuff. So I, I totally cool the Pro Bowl. However, the Pro Bowl talent, especially on the AFC side, it's a little rough. Um, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be a starter. Obviously, he's playing Super Bowl. He can't play. Josh Allen is supposed to be the backup. He's hurt the elbow. Um, Trevor Lawrence has came in. Derek Carr has came in. And then Huntley. The Ravens' backup quarterback, who threw two tutties this season, is in there in the Pro Bowl. It, it is wild. Joe Burrow is supposed to be in there, but we'll see. You know, it's kind of tough to to play in the conference championship game and then go to the Pro Bowl, but we'll see. Um, just wild to think about that you have a quarterback that got benched back half of the season and a quarterback that came in and only threw two tutties for you, and they're in the Pro Bowl right now. That is wild. Shout out to them for getting paid, though. I'm sure there's an extended in their contract that they get a couple extra hundred thousand, or you know, who who knows how much they get off it. I, I hope they get paid off it. But I'm I'm gonna bet on the NFC on this flag football game because at least they had the star power for it. What's your all thoughts? I don't know. Maybe Tower Huntley is like really good at flag football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. It's just kind of a joke. This whole Pro Bowl, it is. Yeah, now, I don't know how you make it better. I really don't. Yeah, I, I agree with both you guys. I, it's not going to be something I watch. I'll catch the highlights on some YouTube channel, but yeah, I mean, I, I like the move they're doing. I, I for the players, it makes sense. Take the contact out of it as much as you can. Try to make it a little more lighthearted, but it's still the Pro Bowl. Like, 
I mean, if I had incentive paid to be there, I'd go. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But, you know, if I have any sort of inkling of an injury, forget about it. So, yeah. I totally agree with you. I think I said this last year. I like when I think it was like, you know, I think the Diggs brothers switched positions at the yeah. last year's yeah. Pro Bowl. And I was just like, I feel like they need to make that like just all right, if you can't play your position. And I and I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes it more injury prone, but I mean if you're playing flag, like screw it at that point. You know, anybody can play quarterback. You know, get someone else out there kicking. Like I, I just think it would just just make it different. Make because we're not here to watch football at this point. You know, yeah. we just want to see some some fun, something different. And I don't know any way you can do that. I think we're at this point. It's just like, all right, we're, we acknowledge we're not playing football today. So let's, yeah, let's just do whatever we can. And I'm looking at both rosters and I think you could totally do that. We're like, cause besides the quarterback position, I think it's pretty evenly distributed um, with like talent wise. Like, could you imagine like uh, King Henry, Throwing just an 80 yard bomb to, <laughs> you know, Stefan Diggs or something like that would be dope. Yeah, that would be, be awesome fun. to see. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Tim, Jared Goff, he's in the Pro Bowl, by the way. Right. Shout, shout out to your boy. Yeah. My boy is finally getting some respect. He had a good season. Um, he had a good season. So I'm not a fan of the Pro Bowl, but shoot, if it gets the lines on the radar, then I'm all for it. My boy's finally getting some respect. It's not for me because I'm not watching the game. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm not watching. Pretty much what you just said. Yeah. Oh um, man. I mean, he's the only quarterback in Detroit Lions history other than Matthew Stafford to go to the Pro Bowl. So we'll take it. Hey, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh we'll talk about some free agents that are coming up for this year. Uh some of these guys can be franchise tag, some cannot because they're already playing on a franchise tag or because it's in their contract. Um we're gonna start with one guy that we've talked about before. I just want to see if the waters have changed here. It's not Aaron Rodgers, so don't worry, Fitz. We'll save that for another time, another week. Give you some more time to digest and see what breaks down. Okay. But Devin, we're starting with your team here. I wish RP. Uh Lamar Jackson. 63.7% completion rating in his, in his career, 12,209 yards, 101 tutties, two-time Pro Bowler, 2019 MVP. He's not happy in, in Baltimore, at least I don't think. It doesn't look like he's happy. Uh, he could be franchise tagging the next month, or he could leave as an unrestricted free agent. Wild time in Baltimore, because I think you franchise tag him, you definitely say this is one year and we get one year with him, and that's it, because he's going to be pissed if he gets franchise tagged. Um, what's your all's takes? It, it, where do you think Lamar is going? Hmm. Or do they salvage this relationship and make him a mega contract? It's hard. I don't know. It's so weird because, you know, everything, at least I've heard through the siphon of sports media, is that, you know, Baltimore was trying to get him signed this year. And he was like, nah, I want Deshaun Watson contract. I want it guaranteed. I don't know any team that's going to do that i wouldn't want my team to do that i mean lamar jackson's great parker perfect example you texted me the other day and was like hey how would you feel if lamar went to the lions 
I said, hell no. We couldn't afford them. And we would decimate the rest of our roster because we just, yeah. no team can afford that kind of contract. And if they do it, they're dumb, like the Browns. So I don't know, man. Maybe he's going to get tagged. And I think this is going to get uglier. I think like we're going to see some dumb stuff on Twitter. I think he might start sitting out. I, I think this is going to get nastier before there's some resolution. I think so too. And it's wild. I think if you'd run the clock two years ago, we'd be like, man, Baltimore has found their guy for the next yeah. 12 years. Like he's there and he's locked in, like give him the bag. And I feel like these last two years, it's kind of unraveled in front of his eyes because of injuries and other things, but Fitz, what's your takes? It's weird. Um, I would think, I would think you do pay him, but also just, I think the exception to paying quarterbacks, I, I just feel like outside of Mahomes, teams that pay mm. quarterbacks do just shoot them in the foot. Like mm-hmm. they, I mean, I mean, Packers are a great example of that. But I, I think you just look at other teams. Kyler was one that stands out. Is like, yep. like imagine if the Ravens do what the Cardinals did with Kyler Murray. All right, this is our guy. We're gonna throw money at him, and now he's actually not. You know, he he was kind of borderline and now we've thrown all this money and now we're how are we gonna build the team? <laughs> right. Um so it is weird. And I I can't say like my heart tells me you should just pay Lamar because this guy has, you know, he has made you guys competitors. He's MVP, he's he's arguably one of the best, but gosh, is he worth that much money? Um, mm-hmm. probably not. You're probably, it's probably wiser to trade them and, and try to get more bang for your buck that way, which is painful, hurts for Ravens fans. Yeah. But I do think that's what they should do, unfortunately. It's tough. Yeah. I, I think I agree with you, Fitz. And, and Tim, like, even if we didn't have Joe, Joey B, I wouldn't be like, let's, decimate the roster to make this happen. Like there's no way you can justify it, especially with his history. I don't, I, I just don't see it. Let's take the quarterbacks. Let's go to the West coast. Let's go to Seattle. Geno Smith set the franchise record for passing in a season. Uh, this year alone, 69.8%, 4,282 yards, 30 tutties been voted for one pro bowl. Um, this year he's playing in the pro bowl as well. So, you know, great year to get paid great year to get the bag. He kind of bet on himself. And I think it's going to pay off for young Gino. Um, Gino staying Seattle or is he headed somewhere else? He's playing on the franchise tag now. Or his contract won't allow him to play on the franchise tag. I should say it that way. Man, Gino's a, it's a weird one. It's a weird one, yeah. Because I remember at the beginning of the season, everyone's like, oh, man, Seahawks are – they've got no chance. Dead, done, dumb. Yeah. And they they made the playoffs, <laughs> you know, by the skin yeah. of their teeth. Uh, thank you, Detroit, for – It looked a lot better than that. Than Russ. Fuck um, you, birds. But, yeah, I don't know. Gino doesn't strike me as, as the guy that's going to be the starter. But I think you're right, Hacky. He can earn it, unless unless the Seahawks are a landing spot for a guy like Lamar Jackson, you know, like that. I think that's more appealing. 
I I would say he's a he's got a very low chance of of being the starter after this year. But really, even if he stays in Seattle, yeah, it, and just because I think they could they would draft somebody just because the pieces again Seattle's a team that the pieces they have they're like a court they do feel like a QB away sort of team. Yeah, yeah, and whether they would reach for someone like Lamar or Aaron Rodgers or whoever, or would they draft somebody? I feel like that's on their radar, even with mm-hmm. Gino there. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, so I don't see him leaving Seattle. I think he's staying. I think he's the type of player who, you know, he's been around the league at this point. I think for him to stay, I think he'd be willing to take a pay cut. He seems like the kind of player who, you know, I don't think, and I could get the totally wrong impression. I don't think he's trying to break the market and make a new baseline for quarterbacks. Right. You know, I would, I could see him saying, you know, I'll take, I'll take a hit on some money. That means I stay in Seattle. I play on a roster. Now, Evan, I also agree with you. I think, they're gonna draft some younger quarterback. But so is Gino think, just is he Jimmy Garoppolo? No, like, I think I think he started. <laughs> he had thirty like touchdowns and eleven interceptions yeah. last year, and he gave him a playoff shot. I I think he gave Pete Carroll enough of a an interview there to say, hey, I, I can start, and I'm I'm not gonna break the bank like a Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think yeah. Pete Carroll can work with that, but. I'd there's like definitely gonna start. be there's definitely gonna be quarterback controversy in Seattle this year. Like even with the tag, they will probably bring someone in, and it'll be oh, are they gonna go with Gino or this guy? But I don't know. I, again, I could see Gino. Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is a good comparison. I could see him like Seattle. He's had his best success in Seattle at this point. Um, I think he. I think he's happy where he's at. And maybe just knowing, okay, I'm going to have my opportunities here. I got to beat out the other quarterback. And, you know, he could even embrace that. I don't know. Yeah. Gino's just, he's weird. He's, I, I don't know if he'll ever be the guy. <laughs> but, you, you know, it, you, you pull for the guy. Yeah. Like, I, Maybe I'll let my heart get in the way of this because I'm like, Gino's you know, your guy, Seattle. Yeah, and and I want that too. Like his story of just you know, kind of being a bust and and kind of getting yeah. back. Yeah, the, the real order of the Phoenix. Yeah, they wrote him off. He's there right back. back. Uh, and, and then I look at the draft. Like they're drafting fifth overall, and you look at the quarterbacks. Like, yeah, you have a guy like C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, Bryce Young from Alabama, but I don't know if they're complete. And like ready to start NFL week one. Hendon Hooker from Tennessee has maybe some of the most pro style film out there, but he's coming back from an ACL injury. And so, do you go trade for somebody? Do you try to, what if Derek Carr goes there? What if they do sign Lamar? You know, I just, I think Seattle would be crazy to throw away big money and throw away Geno Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like you keep yeah. Gino and maybe draft one of these young guys mm-hmm. to, to learn. Yeah. Um, but you don't, I don't, I don't think you break, you bust the bank here. I don't think Pete Carroll's that way, but 
We've seen crazier shit happen, so who knows? All right, let's move from quarterbacks to people who protect the quarterback. And really, I just got one on this list for tonight. Orlando Brown Jr. playing in the Super Bowl, protect, protecting Patty Mahomes. Uh, he protect Lamar Jackson. He's a four-time Pro Bowler. This year alone, he's played 1,133 snaps, has only allowed four sacks. He's had Damn. six penalties. Wow. Dude has been a monster at left tackle, um, which is one of the most valuable positions in football. <sighs> if we know anything about the Chiefs, it's that they – typically aren't willing to fork out huge amounts of money. We look at Tyreek Hill and, and some of the other people that have gone off that team, Honey Badger and stuff. Do you keep Orlando Brown there to continue this dynasty? Cause I think it's an important piece or do you let him go when he goes to his third team? Cause I think this is the guy that's going to break the bank for left tackles. Like yeah. this is the guy that's going to raise. The I don't think they there. can afford him. Yeah, I just don't think they can afford him. Yeah, That's the worst, close. by the way. When you get, when you can't pay an offensive lineman, like that's just it's killer because those are the guys who should be getting paid. Yeah, and they're and they're always it's always like ah someone else. Someone and else the Trish is taking grenades for you, John. Golly. So I think I think yeah he's probably he's probably gone. He's playing on the franchise tag right now, so there's there's no let's tag him and see. Fix and how many seasons is this for Kansas City for Orlando his, Brown? So he played, I believe, four in Kansas and five in Baltimore. I could be wrong. I'll look it up. Yeah. Tim thoughts. Man, this is tough. I feel like every off season, I the cap stuff's always mentioned and oh they can't afford them and then next thing you know they're like oh <laughs> they kicked the can down the road and they're offering this guy a new contract and you're like it's it's Kansas City though they've already had mm-hmm. they got Mahomes and they got Kelsey yes. like oh my gosh yeah so i think he's going to stay cuz they're going to do some voodoo magic but um, that is true you just kind of kick the can down the road and like well we'll see what Roger does. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, they'd be dumb to let him go. I would try everything I could, but like you said, Parker, he might be hitting that new contract level for left tackles. And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe somewhere offers him a better contract, maybe like the chargers or mm. cause Kellen Moore, isn't he going to, yeah, he's going to, to L.A., to so, so maybe yeah. he might try to make some splashes on offensive line. I don't know, but keep him. Keep him, keep him, keep him. And you look at – that's a good point because you look at Kellen Moore's career as O.C. In, in Dallas. His better years, he's had a stout O-line, like the league's best O-line, and that's that's what he's used for his offense. Um, and I lie, he had three years in Baltimore, three years in Kansas City, so I was, I was off two years there. I apologize. Um, so still young. But I, I think he he breaks the brink here. And, and yeah, Tim, maybe right. Maybe they keep kicking the can down the road and they'll pay it eventually. And, and maybe they're able to sign this guy for a mega deal. Um, but also, if I'm Orlando Brown, okay, you played in Baltimore, cold as shit. Put in Kansas City, cold as shit. Why don't you go to the West Coast, man? Go go enjoy some warm weather. 
You don't have to worry about snow gear. You don't have to worry about like you remember blocking somebody when it's snowing and cold. Oh. That shit sucks, man. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> so bad. You can't tell if your finger's broken or you just can't feel it. Like it's bad. <laughs> you know? So Orlando Brown, go on somewhere. Go to the NFC. Let Sam Hubbard deal with another left tackle, okay? <laughs> All right. So from tackles to running backs. Let's talk about your giant Saquon. Now, yes, Daniel Jones is also mm-hmm. up at the same time, which fits. I, I don't want to break your heart, you know, about Danny Dimes and that type of stuff. So we're gonna stay away from that. We're gonna say Saquon Barkley. In two thousand, in, in this past season alone, he had two hundred ninety-four carries, thirteen hundred yards, ten tutties. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, twenty eighteen Offensive Rookie of the Year. Obviously, had that horrible a- ACL injury, but he seems to be back. He seems to be clawing back to the old Saquon that we saw at Penn State in his rookie year. Like, man, he's looking prime and right. Now, he could be franchise tagged. If if you're in New York or if you're Saquon, what's your move here? You stay in Gotta New York or you paid. go somewhere else? It's his time. He's earned it. Um, and I feel like the Giants, I feel like they would have to respect that. I think Saquon's kind of proved. I think he's proven that he's here. He's worked through injury and he's and he's gonna be reliable. I, I just I know running backs are a risk, but I think you've gotta give him a, a respectable contract here. You know. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. It's like, you know, at the beginning of the season we all kind of said like this is kind of Saquon's year. Like he's, he's got to show out and yeah, yeah. I think he's certainly progressed, but like, let's say the giants can't afford him. Like, where does he go? Who's willing to shell out the kind of money he might want when you have these young running backs, like, like Walker at Seattle. And I mean, where would he go? Who, who would sign him? Who do you guys think? Cause I, I, I don't see him landing anywhere but the Giants. I mean, the the, the Giants make sense. And yeah. I guess it depends. I don't think he's – I don't think he's that back that breaks the bank and that sets the new floor and ceiling for contracts anymore. I, I, I think you take away ACL injury and he has continued production. Sure, maybe. Kind of like Christian McCaffrey. But I, I don't see him having this – Damn, they paid him how much for how many years guaranteed? Like, I don't see that happening. I could yeah. be wrong. But I, knowing this is – I'm going to be talking on my ass here. But the Penn State mindset that I give Penn State players, that they're all about, like, tradition and winning. What if he goes to Buffalo? What if he, he doesn't necessarily get paid, but he goes to Buffalo, Singletary's RB1, Moss is RB2, but let's be honest – Barkley's better than those two. You get him there, and he's all about getting a championship. See, my nightmare is he goes to the Bears. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like just what Chicago, you know, they're trying to build around fields, and, you know, they're kind of known to get a running back. And I don't know that they've got – I don't think – I think Montgomery has shown he's kind of expendable. That's a – that's a – that's a location for a very good running back, whether it's a rookie in the draft or 
someone like Saquon. And they have the most cap room, 118 million. Yeah, and that's that's my nightmare, man. Mm. Which I don't know if the cap room means anything. We've talked about it before and we've talked about it tonight. But Holy shit. Gosh, and it, you know, and you know, if Saquon goes to Chicago, he's gonna put up numbers that he never did in New York. Oh, dude. <laughs> like Saquon Play. just broke LT's touchdown record in this season. I'm like, jeez. I just have this mental image of like, if I'm the OC of the Bears and you sign Bar- uh, Barkley, you've got Fields and Barkley. You you pretty much have the NFL version of. A Pat White, Steve Slayton for NCAA, like, and you just got a fucking cheat code. You <laughs> RPO the shit out of it, yeah. and you just go to work. Yeah. All right, last last free agent, and we're gonna stay with running backs here. Let's go to Vegas. Josh Jacobs, mm. three hundred forty carries, sixteen hundred yards, twelve tutties, two time Pro Bowler. Up for first grabs team here. All Pro, first team All Pro. This is if if Vegas loses him and it loses Carr, like this is a total rebuild. I feel like. For Vegas, Josh Jacobs has been like he was slept on, slept on, slept on, and all of a sudden, like two years ago, boom, he emerges to the scene. And like for fantasy owners who who have known Josh Jacobs for a while, he was like, oh, he's still in there in the fourth round, fifth round. I'm snagging this guy, uh, and now he goes in the first two rounds in draft. So like, this is a big one. I don't know if Vegas pays him. I don't know if he wants to stay in Vegas. I don't know if he wants to be part of a rebuild. Who knows? Who wants to stay in Vegas? That's true. That's true. They Good weather? Question mark. I don't know. Mm. You like to gamble? I don't. Tim, what's your thoughts here? I don't know. I, as tradition for Belichick disciples, I'm trying to think of like, oh yeah, who they traditionally pay out and who they don't. And I feel like running backs aren't a position that they will put big money on. So. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're – I don't think he'll be in Vegas next season. Okay. Man, I don't know how – I mean, first team all pro. And, and, you know, we talked about Pro Bowl earlier. All pro is is the award. And they need to – they need to do something with that. And I was thinking about that. They need to highlight that more than they do. Because Josh Jacobs, to be named first team all pro, he he is the running back of this season. Like he was he was the guy. Um and he was on a team that did not run the ball um down the stretch in games because they were behind so much. I don't know. I think you've gotta you gotta keep him. Again, with running backs, when when you get the bag, it's not gonna be I think you're able to work around it, especially when you're with both Saquon and Jacobs. If you pay these guys, you don't have to worry about paying your quarterback a ton. Like you, you don't need to pay Daniel Jones a crazy amount of money. You don't need to pay Derek Carr a crazy amount of money. It, and hey, they may be gone anyway. You may just say, "Hey, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna move on." So I think that's where you. It's like go ahead and get your get your superstar running back. And then, and then let's figure out the hey, if we can work out a deal with the quarterback we got. Great. If we bring in someone else, you know, you can work all around that. Um, get Jacobs. That would be a low. That would be a blow to them. That would be a huge blow. I think you hit the nail on the head. 
I'm going to give you a team. Tell me you like it or not. A coach that loves a good, strong running back, a downhill force, Pete Carroll and Seahawks. 31 yeah, million in cap space. They got Walker, though. I think Kenneth Walker's kind of their guy. Yeah. You think Walker – would you value Walker over Jacobs, though? I think in terms of he's on a rookie contract, I don't That's think fair. we need Jacobs yeah. at this point. Okay. I was thinking like Atlanta – um, mm. maybe Carolina even. Just a team yeah. that's kind of got a committee of guys right now, but not a Stop. not a true guy. That's true. Don't hate that. All right. Let's transition to these conference championship matches. I'll try to keep my composure as we talk about them. I'll do my best. No promises. <laughs> NFC, Eagles, 31, 49ers, 7. Uh, Brock Purdy goes down, and they're all QB4 at one point. It was rough for San Francisco, and I, and I hate it for them. Uh, Kansas City, 23, Cincinnati, 20. Let's start with the NFC. Let's start with the Eagles winning, San Francisco having to to kind of bite the bullet here um, of just getting some, you know, the injury bug. I feel like it, it never leaves them. What's your all thoughts here? They literally ran out of quarterbacks. I mean, they, they ran out of – they could no longer call pass plays in their yeah. playbook. It reminded me of when I was playing – I was playing Wii Madden with somebody's once, and we were playing 2v1, and I didn't even have a control. I, I had, like, some kind of weird stick thing, but I couldn't throw the ball. Like, I, I could only, <laughs> like, run it. And I was like, "This is crazy!" Like it was, it was like a throwback. I was like, "What do you do as a as a play caller? How do you how do you get back in it?" So it was just weird seeing San Fran from behind, and they were literally like, "All right, we're just gonna do some Debo sweeps, and hey, let's get Kittle in on a handoff." It was just like, "What is this?" Like they just couldn't couldn't pass the ball. I haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think from the outside eye, it's easy to look at Philly and just go, oh, man, they've been so dominant this playoffs. Uh, Kansas City has played some really good teams here, you know, back-to-back weeks. They, they've played, you know, just two teams that, that you know, we were talking about could be in the Super Bowl. And Chiefs may be a little under the radar this postseason. But I don't know. Eagles – Eagles look dominant again, but just curious to see how they'll handle a force like like Kansas City. Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, hindsight, 2020. But I don't know. I feel like – so I'm trying to think. All right, if you – they signed Josh Johnson, so they have two playable quarterbacks – and they have two quarterbacks on IR. So, like, knowing what we know now, would you guys say, because that's going to be all offseason is, oh, who who are the 49ers going with? You know, at that point, would you consider, okay, let's, let's just cut one of these quarterbacks and sign a third quarterback just – just in case. Well, I know Jimmy G's a free agent, 
shit. And so he's gone. Hmm. Right, you'd assume. So now you got Trey Lance rookie contract, Brock Purdy rookie contract. Brock Purdy in a very low budget rookie contract. Yeah, I just I don't know. Oh gosh. I'm turning. <laughs> San Francisco doesn't like you talking shit. Yeah, I just uh, I, th- I yeah. think they could have signed someone maybe or I mean I know you don't want to have your cap taken up by three quarterbacks in two of which you just signed and aren't the best, but like if that means yeah. you get a chance at the Super Bowl, do you yeah. do you do it? Oh my gosh. I just think they, they were the just I don't know. I'm guessing they were just like Purdy's our guy. You know, he's gonna get us there or not. And it's just something you can't imagine. You just can't imagine your. I don't know. Yeah, because I think if he doesn't go down, then you have the controversial Devonte Smith catch, no catch. You've got the fumble, no fumble. Like if those three things don't happen, I think that game's a lot closer. Yeah, I think now we're talking. Purdy's like, oh, Purdy got his job. Like he solidified his job, but he gets hurt. They get blown out. And now we're like, well, who do you go with? I think I think kind of changed the script. Um, winners and losers of this game. The biggest loser, the Bosa family. No rushes, no sacks, no hits on Jalen Hurts, and the big brother gets roasted by the Philly Ram fans, mm-hmm. like nonstop pregame tailgate all the way into the stadium has a suite, and the Philly fans are just talking shit, relentless shit. To Bosa, like just letting him have it as he sinks it as he drinks his Bud Light seltzer, cherry hard seltzer. Like rough look for the Bosa family this weekend. Um, any winner, winner or losers for you guys for the NFC Championship? The real losers are Philly fans, always. The Philly mayor said he's on his last term and he's on his way out and he's willing to pay whatever the fans want for this parade. (laughs) Philly might not ever recover from this. Yeah, they. Oh gosh, that is not good. <laughs> Yo, Philly wins. We might have to go make a road trip, boys. Man, I'll go for a parade. Oh man! All right, let's switch gears. Let's start the AFC Championship. Um, I, I preluded to my thoughts. I just, I hate blaming refs. I hate blaming officials. And I used to think pro sports were like, no, people are fucking crazy when they say they're scripted. I don't know how you justify a third and nine repeat twice. I don't know how you justify some of those calls. The the late hit out of bounds, that's justified. I get it. But you ignore the same hold on the same play. You ignore the same intentional grounding for Mahomes compared to Burrow. Like there's a lot of glaring issues. And obviously Twitter and that type of stuff can go crazy, conspiracy theories, but I I was really dumbfounded by this game and officiating crew. Like I want answers. And I hate blaming refs, and, and my hat's off to Kansas City because the Bengals did have chances, but I felt like – I honestly felt like we are playing 11 versus 13 out there at times. <laughs> where like – it just didn't – something just did not seem right. It didn't feel right for me. Um, and, and maybe I'm biased. Maybe I'm – you know, that, that Cincinnati, I can only look at it one-sided, but I don't know. What, what's your all thoughts? You guys are neutral parties. The third and nine was crazy because – it, they stopped it the first time, 
was it because they needed to put they needed to put time on the clock at time that point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the thing is, no, 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 it wasn't time o'clock. It was to reset the play clock from nine seconds to ten seconds. Yeah, so which didn't make play. any sense. Okay, so they reset the play clock. Well, then, I don't know. It was weird because only one guy, only one guy, and yes, maybe that's his job is to make sure the clock's running. Um. But also it's just the timing. He comes in like as the clock's like winding down. Snap, play, incomplete. All right, Doesn't everyone else whistled. Yeah. And you know, and they kept arguing, you know, like I was getting tired of Romo's like, oh, like it's the crowd noise, like we can't hear it or something. I'm like, we're in KC. It's right. like they're on offense. They're not the crowd's not they're not, they're not cheering. into it. Yeah. Yeah. So Oh, and no man, one reacts yeah. to the ref. Like, not even the, yeah. the, the safety next to him in the corner of the wideout. Everybody yeah. still goes 100 miles per hour. Like, because there's and no, just, clearly no whistle. And it just wasn't handled well. Like, but like, like, what do you do when there's an inadvertent whistle? You know, like, what do you do when there's a whistle that wasn't supposed to happen? I mean, is it the same thing? Like, they're like, well, it was inadvertent. So you got to redo the down. I don't know. It was just, it was just bad look, and I think that's what's frustrating about football. Sometimes is it feels like the calls are they're they're just at that stage. You know, you never want to call to determine a game. Um, I'm thinking of the World Cup at this point, and just how the World Cup was called. I thought the World Cup was called very well this year. You know, I didn't think – now, this is coming from an American fan. I'm sure <laughs> over in Europe, they're like, oh, there were so, so many bad calls or whatever. Who's Paul? I thought, like, especially in the France, um, whoever they – it was uh, France-Argentina. You know, I thought the final, they didn't, like – they didn't make a call unless they had to, and they were, they were kind of letting them figure it out. And I think the refs did that overall. But then you see, like, this shit, like, where it's, like, all, like – I got to come in and I got to interfere and make sure all this. It's like, yo, you got to have that. You got to be on top of that. Like before we get down to the snap and if they snap it, all right, just let it run. Like you can't, you can't come running in like, hold on guys. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like, it's just like, what are you doing? You know? And I don't know this. Sometimes the refs, I, I think they just, the mindset of a ref that is there i don't know sometimes they it's not that they get giddy about making a call but they they just do too much sometimes they should never make or break a game yeah yeah tim thoughts um first of all i'm sorry parker uh as someone who gets fucked by the refs every year I, i i don't feel this pain i don't know what this pain is like this is this is new pain, so I'm sorry. Um, I talked about it before on here. I'm of the party that there needs to be more technology. I'm all for even like AI assisted. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, you talk about the human element, but... You know, it's funny because you you always hear about the integrity of the game. We don't want to compromise the integrity. This is compromised integrity of the game. When you have a growing fan base 
and and whether it's true, whether it's not, whatever you believe, saying it's rigged, the yeah. game's rigged. Like, I think I think it's going to get to the point where the NFL has to do something. And I'm not saying ditch all the human element and put robots in there, <laughs> but but for like clock management, what fucking pisses me off is delay of games. Holy shit! Yeah. I am so tired of seeing the clock. All right, zero. Minus one, minus two. Oh, they snapped the ball. Oh, it's a good play. I am so sick of that. Yeah. Have yeah. some sort of robot going, and as soon as it hits zero, make a loud ass noise. And okay, <laughs> yeah. that's five yeah. yards. Start it yeah. again. Yeah. That, yeah. I, it's things like that that I think they can improve on. Yeah. We have a shot clock for basketball. We can't get one for yes. NFL. Right. Yes, please. I'm so tired of listening to Romo saying, well, yes. you know, once they see the clock, they have to look at the ball. And yeah. if the ball's not left the center's hands, then they can throw the flag. It's like, Yo, he said that shit three shit. times. There's How a freaking delay. It's like, oh, is it zero? That means there's zero time on the clock. Oh, man. Call the penalty. It, just things like that. And I don't know what the answer is, but I think they need to lean more into. Uh, robots or AI assisted with yeah. some of these things and take off some of this load on these, on these refs. Cause clearly in the big moments they're muffing up and they're muffing up bad. And Choking. so something needs to change. Yeah. It, I'm honestly at a standpoint, like is the officiating that shitty that they were just that bad or is it scripted? Like I, I just could not tell because it was just, it's oh, not man. scripted. I I will say it, the best, the highest paid refs are working for Fox, or they work like it's Mike Pereira, or it's how many times do they love saying that we got Genius Territory here, Genius right. Territory? You know, it's like the the highest paid refs are the ones that they go to in the broadcast, and but how many they times, don't officiate anymore. They're no, former. they don't. No, they don't. And I know, but I'm saying like they always go to them and then what do they always say in the booth? They're like, oh, yeah, that's a bad call, Mike, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so part of it is I think of like just refs do need to get paid more. Um, Stop paying these dang broadcasters too. like uh, not not just I like I like the broadcasters um, in a sense. They get paid way too much, though. But like how many guys do I need on CBS pregame? Like they're like, we got Gronk. We got Gronk at the table. I was like, you guys already have like six guys. <laughs> get all eleven like, out there. Let's get Gronk the ref or something. He can he can make some calls. Yeah. So I, I don't they're know. Just not, I don't think they're make they're not paying for it and we pay for it. And I started end. sipping that Kool-Aid that's scripted and I can't unlook at it now. And I, it's like I took the red pill. Should have taken the blue pill, and here we are. I'm awakened to the whole new matrix now. It's it's wild, and I, I don't I don't know, man. I, I hate blaming refs, but fuck, it was terrible. Man, it was terrible. All right, that's that's all I have to say. Um, I'm sorry this baby has to sit on the shelf for another year. Mm. It just hurts. gets a little sweeter though. It just gets a little sweeter though. Um. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just at a loss for words for once in my life. I literally sat in my living room. Claudia was already in bed, and I just stared at the TV. I'm sorry, no words. Buddy. Yeah, no words. It's okay. Bad franchise stick together. 
It's honestly the worst. It's the worst way to lose. It losing is. a a championship, like losing before the stage. Yeah, I really just worst. wanted to get Joe Pesci on cameo, and just to to hit up Tolbert and that officiating crew, and like you fucking mutt, you motherfucking <laughs> mutt. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's start on our, our sports bets. Let's make some money. Last week we did not hit. I'll take some blame there. Okay. Dang it! I don't even remember what I picked. Um, but this this week, I picked this college week. basketball. Let me this see if I got it right. All right. Big money to be had here. We need money. Let's get. Let's make some money here. What do we got? We can do Saturday, Sunday, Friday. We could do NFL, NHL, not NFL, NHL, NCAA basketball, NBA, whatever you guys want. I've been, I'm going to go NHL. I just don't know which one yet. I've been pretty hot on these picks. So I just looked. I took Oklahoma over Bama last week. They won 93 to 69. Oh, God. Oklahoma over number four, Alabama. Come on. Killed them. Get at me. Oh, Lord. All right. I got to stick with college hoops. Tim, you make the call for NHL. Well, I'm looking at the schedule. Hmm. Hmm. This is not good because there's no game scheduled for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. What is the, what's what's happening? Is it? It's not All Star Week. No I, don't, way, right? I thought it's too early for it. Maybe it's not. Did we miss All Star Week? No, it can't be, dude. Yeah, it's All Star. Wow. Whoa, we should be fired. I'm done. All Star for what? Terrible podcast. NHL. Oh, I don't watch that. I don't know what I'm going to pick. Tim's scrambling. Oh, gosh. All right, you ready for your college hoops upset? Give it to us. Number one, Purdue is losing to number 21, Indiana, at Indiana on Saturday. Saturday. We're taking the Hoosiers. Bob Knight would be proud somewhere. Hmm. All right. Purdue Saturday money line. If I get this shit right, I'm like I I don't know what to do because I've I feel like I've just been on fire. Knock on wood. Oh. Oh. All right. You know what? We're going Saturday. Uh, that's not a good pick. I'm just not going to pick that one. Let me. Oh, this is not good, guys. I'm going NBA, but it's not going to be a good pick. I can already tell you. Do it. I don't even know. I don't even know who's good. Go with it. Listen to your heart. Is that right? Because this one's heart. this one's a bad pick. There's no such thing as bad picks. All right, I'm taking the Pistons over the Suns on Saturday. Oh, shit, that's a terrible pick. <laughs> no, it, that's a bad pick. Uh, Let's do it. Man. Let's do it. Let's make some money. 
Pistons money line. Saturday, oh, right? Gosh. 13 and 39 pistons. Money upset in the bank. in 27 25. I don't like that. <laughs> Let's go, dude. This is the week of the underdogs. I don't oh. have anything else to pick. Let the dogs eat, baby. Let's go. Yes. In the spirit of underdogs, Fitz is taking a huge upset with Indiana. You're taking That's a, not huge a upset crazy upset because Purdue, they lost to Rutgers by one like a month ago. Give me Duke to beat UNC Saturday. We're taking dogs, baby. We need more dogs. All dogs go to heaven. This parlay hits us. That's right. That's it. That's your money ticket. And Fitz, you have to put it in. I know you're a Carolina fan, but Duke will upset. UNC and Cameron. I I think I'm out of money on my bookie. Don't tell the people that. I'm going to have to scrub that out now. (laughs) All right. Random question time. What do we got? I got nothing. Anything? All right, I got one. You like it? Cool. If not, go right back. What is a go-to movie line reference that you like to say or quote you like to say that either people really love or they just don't understand and it goes over their head? Just remind me, I need a movie quote to go in (laughs) my outro. I'm helping you out here. All right, so I made the Goodfellas line with the, you motherfucking mutt right there. <laughs> That's not mine, but you, you you know, you get the gist of it. I have so many. And that's why that's why it's supposed to be my outro, but I always forget every week. <laughs> I like All right, we were talking about before the pod. Uh Sam Gemji talking with Smeagol or um, potatoes. Potatoes. <laughs> Boil them, fry them, mash them in a stew. What's potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> I Every time we have potatoes, That's good. I say that to my That's wife really and she good. looks at me in the most obnoxious way. Potatoes. <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> I love That's it. Really good. Or or what about second breakfast? That's a good one. Mm. Oh man. That is a good one. I got two, two go-to ones. Um one I like from 51st Dates. Hey, no flippies off the dock. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. That's uh, good for lake trips. Um, or just it whenever you're in the pool with people. Hey, no flippies off the dock. Um I think my favorite is it's a, it's obscure, which is why I probably like it better. It's from the Legend of Bagger Vance, Matt Damon, golf movie. Movie kind of sucks. The book's really good, but in the movie he says, "Hell, there ain't enough whiskey in the state of Georgia to get me drunk enough." I like oh. saying that. Oh, That's good. That's good when we're going out. Mm. I like it. And he goes, how drunk is drunk enough, Captain June? I go, why don't you sit down hard? I'll tell you how drunk drunk enough is. And he has like a whole monologue. It's great. I love it. I I think mine's got to be, hell, I was high when I said that. (laughs) You could be third. Hell, you could be fourth, Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Or, uh, you know, King Kong ain't got shit on me. Mm. Either way, I like, yeah. But Both right, very hey, quotable. Yeah. 
good episode, boys. I know it was heavy football. You know, sorry for your international listeners, Matt. RIP to you. RIP. Your beautiful red coats, but um, pick'em's champs. Yeah, yeah. pick'em update. Everything stayed the same. Uh, I think Fitz actually got a game on it because he picked the Chiefs or the Bengals, though. Um, so now instead of being down three games, he's down two games. I'm down one game. Tim's in the lead. Hmm. Tim, you're looking at me. Did I mess up uh, my math? No, I'm trying to remember Fitz's picks. Yeah, Fitz, you picked. He picked Kansas City to beat Bengals. Did and I then, take? I thought no, I took the I, Niners. I, you took the Niners, right? He took the Niners. And we, I took Philly. You took Who'd Philly, you take? Cincy. Yeah. I picked Philly, Cincy. Okay. Okay. I think I'm under the tape. I'm under look back at the tape. Sorry, listeners and watchers. Tape don't lie. Tape don't lie. Tape don't lie. Jinx. This puppy staying with me. We'll stay about that. We'll see. Two goals. We're three points. Hit. Second half coming up next. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll catch you guys next Tuesday. Have a beautiful week and uh, spread some good vibes. Bye. Dukes, what do you do? Nothing right now. Lay low. <laughs> oh, my Run gosh. We would soon be the bad boys of Little League. I'm telling you now. <laughs> oh, there's Matt. We would there's beat Matt. the tall out of the other team. I'm just going to go out and like. that. Oh, there's Devin. Look at Devin. Oh, my gosh. Devin's alive. I mean, oh. Oh has to be. And Jay Gray. Oh, we had that Jay Gray for I'm going to get real mm. theological on y'all. I, I think we're all a little soft and misunderstood. <laughs> so tired of that sound bite. Wow. It's just been the three amigos for quite a while, boys. Sometimes that's all you need. Right. Man, we're going to be done with football.